Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weirdly Cosmic podcast with Louise Eddington. I am the Cosmic Owl of Cosmic Owl Astrology. And before I forget to ask you, because I always seem to at the beginning, please don't forget to subscribe if you're on YouTube or if you're uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, if you have time um, or the opportunity, I would love if you would leave me a review on iTunes hopefully five star. And if you're watching on YouTube, please don't forget to hit the thumbs up and maybe even check the little bell to get notified when I upload these every uh, uh, new and full moon. And um, anyway, yeah, there's that. And anyway, I've got some stuff to announce. Um, I don't have it with me, but my third book is about to be published. It's going to be published a month um, from tomorrow, March the 15th. So look for announcements for that on um, some of my social media channels. Also, don't forget that I do astrology readings and I have a membership called the Venus Enchantment Community. That is my major focus. And you get, it's kind of like a Patreon where you get rewards for being members. All right, so let's dive in. So today we're going to be looking at the fifth of five new moons at 12 degrees, and this one is at 12 Pisces. But before we look at the chart, I did pull a card for this new moon. And in fact, I've got two cards to look at because because it's the fifth at 12 degrees, I wanted to show you one of the other cards. But this is the card I actually pulled specifically for this new moon. And it is the Jupiter card, the Fortune card, which is the principle of opportunity, breakthrough and prosperity. And because I, I love the Thoth deck and this is what I use for this, I want to read you the quote that's in the Angelis Arian book that um, accompanies these cards. All prosperity begins in the mind and is dependent only upon the full use of our creative imagination. So in astrological terms, this, this card really is reminding us that like the goddess Fortuna, we can turn our lives in more fortunate and positive directions by being objective like the Sphinx, can see all these creatures on the wheel of fortune, flexible like the monkey and reaching for new ways um, and opportunities to express our creative power like the crocodile. The stars exploding into lightning bolts represent the experience of awakening to the possibilities that can turn our lives in more positive and expansive directions. Of This is known as the aha. Uh, or peak experience or a light bulb moment. And it's very relevant to this chart, to be honest. The swirls in the background are a reminder that expansion and abundance come with the willingness to change and keep things moving by taking risks and being open to new opportunities. Ooh, nice card. But the other card, uh, while we're on the cards, I wanted to also show you the 12 in the tarot because this is the fifth of five um, new moons at 12 degrees. The 12th card in the tarot is very important and 
it is also a card that's very related to Pisces, in my opinion. So um, I'm going to read you the quote again from the book. The world would have you agree with its dismal dream of limitation, but the light would have you soar like the eagle of, the, of your sacred visions. And that's by Alan Cohen. And so this is the principle of surrender and breaking old patterns. And, um, and it's about break, awakening to repetitive patterns that bind, limit and restrict our growth and evolution. So this is a pattern breaker. And clearly we've had five new moons at 12 degrees, okay? In the sandwiched between six full moons at 27 degrees, we have the Virgo full moon to come, which is the sixth of them of the series at 27 degrees. 27 being the number of the Bodhisattva with the enlightened being, okay and and this is a 12 card and so 12 um well and it's at 12 degrees <laughs> the the new moon clearly and um i've mentioned it over and over again that the threes the sixes the nines and the multiples of are very creative numbers and they are more feminine rounded um very beautiful numbers but the 12 is gorgeous because it has the two and one together um, so it has the divine masculine and the divine feminine principles, nothing to do with men and women. And so I thought it was very important to um, look at this card as we enter the fifth uh, new moon, five being the number of change. And I'm going to read that quote to you again, because the 12 is clearly really important. The world would have you agree with its dismal dream of limitation but the light would have you soar like the eagle of your sacred visions. So it's time to soar, people, quite honestly. Um, you know, I know we're going in, we've been in <laughs> some crazy, challenging times. And I am going to talk briefly about the USA Pluto return. I was going to do a separate video, but I think I'm going to bring it in on this one. Um, because there's just, I just want to point out some major highlights. Okay. But before we do, I'm going to get up the new moon chart and just point out what the chart shows us to a degree. So the new moon, Pisces new moon will be on March the 2nd, 2022. So it's a three month to 2022. So three is uh, three is one of the three, six, nine. We're in a six year. This is six, seven, eight, 11 universal day. So it's kind of got a master builder kind of net day. But I love the mix of the twos and the threes. We're in this lovely year with so many twos, which is the number of the divine feminine principle. All right. So anyway, that's in kind of enough about the date. It's at the the uh, new moon itself will be at 10.34 a.m. Mountain and that's 5.34 p.m. Universal Time in the UK. So here we have the new moon at 12 Pisces conjunct Jupiter and I pulled the Jupiter card, of course. 
<laughs> and uh, so that this is very important, all right, that it's conjunct Jupiter. Jupiter's spending an all too brief time in Pisces as the traditional ruler of the sign. Um, I'm Jupiter ruled myself and I wish it would just go retrograde and stay in here for months, but no, it's whizzing through. Um, so we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Um, you can see as the new moon is at 12 degrees, incidentally, it's at 12 degrees in six minutes. So there's another of that three, six, nine. It's in um, a sextile aspect to Uranus in Taurus. Uh, Uranus in Taurus uh, with, has been there for a long time, but now it's at that 11 degree and it's an 11 universal day. Hmm. And Taurus is Venus ruled, and that's very important for the other things we have going on in this big, it, this new moon is pretty epic. A, Jupiter expands everything, but it, the aspects make it very much one of awakening and enlightenment, all right? So look at this connection here, though, not connected directly to the new moon uh, at all. But we have Pluto, Mars, Venus, remember Venus rules Taurus and Vesta, all at 26 and 27 degrees. Just slightly after the new moon, Venus will move to the 27th degree. And on the next day, we're going to have the female principle Venus, the male principle Mars. And that's Aphrodite and her lover meeting with Pluto, the, the Lord of Hades and the Lord of Transformation and our shadow at that 27 degree mark where we've had all those full moons. So I'll talk more about that in a minute. And Vesta, focus, commitment, devotion is also there. So a lot to say about that. One other thing, and I should have highlighted it, so maybe I will quickly is that we have Mercury and Saturn conjunct in Aquarius. And Mercury's just moved past um, Saturn on this new moon, past some blocks. We, I think we're as we move into this new moon, we're going to have some real reality checks. Saturn tends to be a bit of a break, a bit of a hard lesson, a bit of a reality check. So we'll look more at that too. <laughs> so much about so much we could say in all of this but anyway Chiron is almost exactly at the midpoint of the moon and Uranus uh, Pallas Athena is an exact sextile to Chiriclo Chiron's wife and um, the goddess is really bringing it in but look at this also we have this almost exact grand trying from the new moon in Jupiter to Black Moon Lilith over in Cancer, almost on the USA's sun, which I think is very relevant, and Hygieia over here, global health and hygiene, and in and um, Hygieia is and the South Node are fast approaching each other. So as those two grow closer together, I think we're going to get some real. Um, closure of some kind around our survival needs um, around health and hygiene and the pandemic so very careful what I say there because it seems to be such a hot topic anyway so we'll go into the whole new moon thing 
But before I do, I do want to quickly look at the USA chart. Now, astrologers who are watching, don't come on and argue with me about which chart is most correct. Most of what I'm going to talk about are the bigger, longer lasting energies, not about the house placements. I happen to kind of think the Sibley chart is the correct one, but it's a hot potato again in the astrology world. Incidentally, one thing that will show up whether it is um, the correct chart was that we had an eclipse at uh, right on the um, ascendant, if this chart is correct, on December the 4th, 2021. Just one of the active um, activators of this tremendous time of change in the USA. So there's a couple of things I want to talk about and I will try to get round to doing an extra video perhaps on each point about not just the USA but also how it shows in the USA chart. USA is about to have um, its first Pluto um, return exact. Now this is at that 27 degree mark but that as we can see that 27 degree mark has been activated over and over and over and and this is as i record on february the 14th happy valentine's day if you're listening today we are just six days away from the first exact um conjunction which means pluto is back to the point it was at when it returns it's actually not the usa's first pluto return because Pluto was retrograde when Pluto, when the, on, on January the 4th, 1776. So in 1777, Pluto actually did return to, to that point again, but I digress. So we've got this coming up. But if you've been following along as I do this, um, as um, I actually record this, the nodes are at 27 degrees and we're having that full, the full moon that leads that prior to this new moon. We're having the Leo full moon just after I record this, which is activating those degrees. And that full moon is on the black moon Lilith of the USA. So everything is being hit by the wall of this, by the way, you know, in major ways. So the USA is expect is um is experiencing its Pluto return. Clearly, if you remembered what I just said about the new moon chart, um, we're going to get this conflagration of planets at 27 degrees the day after. Things are undoubtedly contentious, but I do believe Pluto transits are... Mm, we've had... Uh, I've had Pluto go over everything in my chart and I always think the build-up is, is the strongest with the Pluto transit. As, we, as it moves, it's pushing and surging and there's almost kind of a release and a purge when Pluto hits the exact moment, in my opinion. So I think we're going to get a bit of a purge. But also the USA is experiencing, look at this, um, and I will pull in that uh, new moon chart in a minute. Um, as Pluto experiences its first exact Pluto return, sorry, as the USA does, 
Neptune is just minutes away from a Neptune opposition. And this is the USA's second Neptune opposition. And Neptune oppositions are, you know, said to be kind of um, a releasing and a letting go. Neptune's in Virgo in the USA chart, which is very much about practical service, but it's letting go of kind of how we see ourselves. The clouds see kind of clear. And that's very much the hanged man um, card. So it's kind of awakening us. A civil war um, happened the, not long after it was at the lead in of the civil war um, as um, Neptune approached Neptune, opposition to Neptune last time, and the ending of slavery. So mm, there's a lot I could say about slavery too, but you'd be here all day. <laughs> One other major thing, though, that um, I think is very significant, and so I'll just mention it, then we'll go on to look at the new moon chart, and I'll probably keep returning to this. The moon's nodes for um, the USA, we have the south node at six degree Aquarius and the north node at um, six degrees Leo, which I find kind of interesting, really. It's almost like, you know, the USA wants to return to kind of royalty. <laughs> it keeps trying to return to royalty. Let's have let's have another Bush in, in, in the White House. Let's have another Clinton in the White House. It's got this dynasty kind of element coming from the outside. That's how it feels. And that's the, the North Node. <laughs> so maybe we should try another. No, I always think it's meant to be, but anyway. <laughs> now, Kariklo. Kariklo is the Grace Spinner. And the USA is approaching its Chiron return. It will have had many, about 50, every 51 years. So this will probably be its fifth Chiron return as it comes up. Kariklo was the wife of Chiron, and Kariklo is coming up to the south node of um, the USA. However, it's not only a Kariklo south node conjunction that's coming up that will happen every 61, 62 years. Kariklo is going to be at the opposite point to which she was discovered in 1997. Prior to that, we didn't know Kariklo existed. She is a centaur, the wife of, um, of Chiron. And um, centaurs are situated between Saturn and Uranus out in the cosmos. So the cycle is roughly between um, the cycle, the 28-29 year cycle of, of Saturn and the 84 year cycle of Uranus. And so those two are in the middle of this Saturn-Uranus square that we've had ha happening that's been liberation, freedom, conservatism, stay as we are, all that kind of stuff. Follow the rules, break free, all that kind of stuff, all that push-pull that we've been having. So I think it's very interesting that Kariklo is about to have the opposition from the moment she was discovered in 1997, which was incidentally on February the 15th. <laughs> so um, I'm recording this February the 14th and we have a, a full moon at 27 degrees coming on um, February the 16th. 
27 degrees of Leo up here. <laughs> Karaiklo seems to be really important, but what does that mean? Well, Karaiklo and Chiron together are really the healers, okay? They are really the um, um, inner shamans, okay? They are um, inspire us to connect with our healing abilities. And I find that a really, really positive um, omen, if you like to uh, suggest that in the last 25 years, Karaiklo has been pushing the USA to move to its healthier aspects of its Leo North Node and being the emperor, to speak of the tarot, the um, wise leader, and but in deep relationship with others in, this, in the eighth house. So, you know, apologies if that's too much astrology for many of you. Um, I do quickly want to show you the Pisces new moon on this. So you can see that on the new moon, Karaiklo is almost exactly on the south node of the USA. And this is just after the first of um, three exact Pluto returns and also on the new moon look at this Neptune has gone two minutes past the opposite opposition all of this is lining up almost exactly and I know there's a lot of fear out there about the Pluto return but it's my opinion that we've been in this you know all this turmoil and the fact the USA has had so many so much death from the pandemic and we've got all this um, uh, political turmoil about you know um, claims of stolen elections all that kind of stuff going on and and um, now we've got this power thing going on with Russia who knows what that's going to come to um, I actually kind of see that USA is being asked to heal in major ways. And I think the planets are giving us an opportunity. So back to this new, um, new moon. Okay, so I'm not going to share the chart with you again. But again, it's at 12 degrees. We've looked at the 12 uh, lots of times. And the 12 is um, this wonderful number, this mix of one and two. It's the completed cycle of experience um, and um, it's regeneration towards a higher consciousness, hopefully, <laughs> with the 12. And the 12, um, oh, I've got this amazing book, by the way, on numerology. I'm studying numerology more in depth myself. So I'd like to tell you what this... Um, this car this um book says about 12 and um and the number three particularly because it's a 12 is a three two plus one so three combines the qualities of one and two it's a fascinating and diversified vibration carrying the qualities of manifestation and self-expression the key words are expansive, sociable, dramatic, communicative, diversified, creative. 
and um, it's it's an effervescent number um, that's happy-go-lucky, and it's it's just really really creative. So we've had this three for five times. We're really being pushed to create something new, in my opinion. Okay. So the 12 and the three is just um, quite a magical number. So it mixes the, the number one of new beginnings and, and um, starting afresh as, and creating our own reality. And it also contains the number three, sorry, the number two, which is about balance and um, harmony and more receptive love divine feminine kind of energy so we've got that three um, really showing up the 12 or the three again now i did mention that this um, the closest aspect to this new moon is actually the sextile to uranus and uranus is at the 11 degree mark which is a master number of new beginnings two ones then much new beginnings um now a sextile is not the strongest aspect but uranus is big energy and um, this pisces new moon is in the sign of venus exaltation and Uranus is in a Venus ruled, um, sorry, Uranus is in a Venus ruled sign, Taurus. And Venus herself is powered up and conjunct Mars and Pluto, just leaving the shadow of her retrograde. She is just back at that degree where she went retrograde at back in December. So Venus is really strong in this, and so is the energy of love and the divine feminine. Now, the other major aspect close to the new moon is, of course, that conjunction with Jupiter. And Jupiter being extra, extra strong in Pisces as the traditional ruler of the sign. Jupiter loves Pisces. Jupiter in Pisces is all about having faith, belief, trust, but also trusting that the wheel of fortune always changes and that we can make our own fortunes. Now, I do find it interesting that we have this grand trine, a watery grand trine. And I think that's going to make this, well, the new moon is undoubtedly going to be very emotional with Pisces, so much Pisces, with Jupiter expanding everything. Neptune's still in Pisces, of course, um, the modern ruler of the sign. And this trying to hygiene and this trying to um, uh, Black Moon Lilith in Cancer kind of feels like it's it's really letting go and surrendering and releasing a lot of kind of shaming that's been going on and moving into a more um, heightened energy of love. Um, I really have a lot of hope for this new moon and I actually kind of can't wait to do the um, podcast for the last full moon in Virgo at 27 degrees but we've got a a lot more to go before that so you know it's kind of like this day this new moon the day before the mars pluto venus conjunction a lot of people are kind of saying oh this looks scary and 
but I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure with Venus having just left the shadow of her retrograde. She is strengthened. We've been really looking at our core values around our institutions, our relationship to authority and all the institutions of authority. Mars um, and Venus are dancing together for quite some time. Um, the before this new moon on March the 2nd, they actually meet at a conjunction on the day of the full moon on February the 16th. And then they are going to meet again at zero Aquarius. At this point, Venus is really in um, the stronger position here. And I think Venus is softening Mars to a great degree. Okay. And then Pluto. Pluto's been changing and transforming our institutions and causing problems, yes, since 2008. Pluto's ending his journey really um, this year, pretty much. He kind of then hovers between Capricorn and Aquarius this year and next. We're kind of learning the the um, the last lessons, if you like, <laughs> of this Pluto story. And with it being a 27.9, I have great hope for it, to be quite honest. Uh, I really do. <laughs> so I'm just looking if I'm missing any. Um... Now, there's one thing that we do have happening as well right after this new moon uh, and something that's happening. Interestingly, one, two, three, four. Ten, 10 times this year. The moon is going to occult Uranus 10 times. We had one on February the 6th and we've got one just days after this new moon. The uh, lunar occultation of Uranus will happen on March the 6th. So, uh, you know, Uranus is kind of the great awakener. Um, we are being jolted awake. That's what this feels like. And an occultation when the moon literally eclipses a planet is like an eclipse. It's a reset. So I really think that this new moon has such potential. Other things I could say about it, we're still in this major period of all planets being direct. All these planets that are contained within the draconic bowl still. I'm just going to quickly share again the chart. All the planets apart from Ceres and Sedna and uh, a couple of asteroids and points are not, I'm not going to count them, are still in this draconic bowl. Now to talk about that, they're all moving forward towards the North Node and the North Node is our karmic potential and our future. And the North Node is moving this way. Ceres, our great mother, which is grief, loss, forgiveness, how we nurture, how we like to be nurtured, is the only one of the major planets that are closer in that has crossed this North Node. So all of these planets are still in this alchemical pot. But there's some major shifts going now. 
As this alchemical pot has been stewing over the winter and over the Venus retrograde, Mars was the last planet to cross the south node. Um, and then right after this new moon, Venus and Mars and then and Vesta are going to cross Pluto. Pluto is going to be left behind. Pluto has been through this major transformation. Pluto had the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that was in January 2012, which incidentally had Ceres there, Mercury there and the Sun there. Saturn's moved on and Mercury was involved in that big conjunction in the start of 2020. Mercury's gone around and around and um, now has moved beyond Saturn. So that's an amazing thing too. And Venus and Mars are quickly gonna move beyond Saturn. And then everything is really pushing towards this North Node more and more, all the personal planets. So I kind of feel this very hopeful that we have this push towards our karmic potential of what can we create that's more equitable, more humanitarian, um, more loving in Pisces, okay? So we have all that. One last thing is that Juno is an, in an almost exact square with Uranus. And remember, Uranus is aspecting the new moon. Juno is this sacred marriage, this um, Heros Gamos asteroid. And she is connected with spirit by her crown and bringing it down to Earth with the cross of matter. She is saying, you know, let's bring the lessons of the stars the star uh, down to earth and bring it in in a very practical way to matter. Now, I don't know if you see her symbol. She has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight stars. Eight is one of the numbers in the Fibonacci sequence that um, Venus is very connected with the Venus cycle. So we have a lot of goddess rising up kind of energy on this new moon as well. So I've probably just kind of made you all go, oh my God, so much astrology. But <laughs> I honestly really feel like this is really positive. I feel like we are moving on in some very major ways. And um, I'm going to just take the screen off again. And I just want to show you the new moon um, again on this chart. And I'm going to move it on by a week and then um, I will have to do this because that's what the chart do. So after a week, you can see we had the new moon. Now the new moon will have occulted um, everything. And then look at this, though. This is what I wanted to show you. By a week after the new moon, Vesta is about to go into Aquarius. Mars and Venus have met at zero Aquarius. They are catching up to Cariclo. Look at this Aquarius energy and, and Pluto left alone. Okay, so if I take you forward one day, um, Mercury even moves on and then Vesta moves into this and here we have Pluto all alone. The major stuff of this Pluto return has, in my opinion, finished. Okay, 
there's so loads more I could say about, you know, the USA chart and things, but maybe I need to just, I talk about it a lot in my membership, actually, if anybody wants to come and join my membership. Okay, Venus Enchantment Community. I often share the USA chart and give little snippets so you can soak it in in little bits. Because I think sometimes when I do, when we do these bigger charts and when there's a lot happening, I think it's hard to soak in. But um, I can tell you, I really think we've kind of been in the worst of um, of the Pluto return. And I'm not the only one that thinks so. I have a friend, um, Andrew Brewer, who writes on um, Medium. He's actually a psychic and he, he says the same. He thinks kind of we've been in it for years and now we are kind of in the really look at your shadow and let's heal it phase. Okay. Um, with Pluto being the uh, great um, um, psychotherapist in the skies, really. So anyway, let's look at some symbols. But before we do, um, I will leave the link to my Venus Enchantment community below. But let's look at the symbols for this new moon. First, the Sabian symbol. An ancient sword used in many battles is displayed in a museum. Okay. The keynote, through the effectual use of, it, of the will, a consecrated human can become a symbol of courage for all those who follow in their footsteps. Willpower is the ultimate spiritual weapon and its undeviating use is the certification of individual worth. Wherever found, this symbol emphasises the imperative need to make use of the will in meeting the basic challenges of the inner life as well as outer adversaries. So he says the individual must use that willpower, yet it is not really their own once they operate at a spiritual level. It is the divine's will operating through the mind which focuses its thrusts. It is, occultly speaking, the power of the brother or sisterhood of man, the energy of the whole operating through the one-pointed individual who has made his whole aware of the, or their whole, aware of the need for its use in a particular situation. Now this one speaks to me of all I'm saying. It's kind of we've gone through this alchemical transformation and now we are lead, not just the USA, it's, it's humans too. We are moving into this time of healing. I really believe so. I'm not saying there'll be no uh, craziness along the way, but I do think we're moving into this time of healing. Anyway, the Chandra symbol, Pisces 13. A woman imprisoned in a high tower, sentenced to limbo, you are suspended from active participation in evolving worlds. And I take this as the divine feminine, not a woman. Hung high and dry and massively resigned, following out an ancient fate to, fate to the end. Having operated insensitively, now being unable to do anything to anybody. You live infinitely alone, dreaming and drugged, 
deep down inside, remembering everything dimly and darkly, self-circumscribed and very deprived. You live on memories and the ripples of mute desire to move on someday, destined to transform this dread fate when the cycle is complete. You are, until that time, vacuum-pressed and emotionally grief-stricken, nostalgic and raging, while not getting across and being muffled or pervasely. So, you know, perhaps I'm over-enthusiastic about the potential in this new moon. It's just kind of where it's going after that. I kind of feel like in Pisces... Pisces is a lot of nebulous fears and things too. And, and this speaks to that Chandra symbol. I think a lot of grief and a lot of fears and a lot of, um, oh, I need to get rid of the dye on my nails. It's kind of stayed a bit, but anyway, it washes off luckily. Um, um, we, we are kind of in this state of needing to let it go and, and leading to kind of li- let these fears kind of flow through us, not push them away, acknowledge them. In the new moon, in the dark of the moon, a lot of these fears might come up, but that's when I refer you back to this hanged man. So is the lot there. We've got a lot going on in our world, but I hope you enjoyed this video. So please leave me a thumbs up if you did and subscribe and I will see you on the Virgo full moon.